Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Defund the police is not possibly is the dumbest, most catastrophically stupid, suicidal, deadliest policy proposal in the history of the United States. That's where we are right now with the left. Today's Dan Bongino Show brought to you by ExpressVPN, your online data. That's your business. Get a VPN today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you on this Monday? Hey, man, I'm doing really, really good. But before we go, I want to tell you that Dinesh D'Souza interview, dude. Thank you. Was right Thank you. on Thank the you. money. I really appreciate nice it. Nice job. Thank nice job. You. He was great. Yeah. I cannot. I appreciate your compliments, Joe. Paula yeah. loved it. Drew loved it. The yeah. audience feedback was incredible. It's available on our YouTube now. Thanks for the promo. But I did not ask Joe to say that. Oh, no. Um, it was Dinesh great. Dinesh D'Souza, our interview this weekend, is eye-opening about Antifa, socialism. It's on our YouTube now and our Apple yeah. podcast channel. Check it out. You're, you're not going to want to miss it. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Joe. Very you nice bet, man. Nice job. As always. And nice job with the production quality, too. Oh, thank you. All right. Uh, l- ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot today. I'm hoping to get to some... I've got some developments on the Spygate case that, again, are going to open your eyes. They tie into my new book and i got that defund the police uh this nonsense and some just insanity and revenge of the swamp and the inside story of what's going on at the nypd right now all right ladies and gentlemen today's show brought to you by friends at duke cannon they're offering the patriot collection now filled with three commemorative great american beer soaps made with actual budweiser beer Come on, look at that. You can't beat that. Beer soap. But it's more than beer soap made in the USA that gives credence to its name. For every Patriot collection purchased on DukeCannon.com, they will donate $5 to Folds of Honor, a nonprofit providing educational scholarships to spouses and children of America's fallen and disabled military service veterans. We hope you enjoy the opening up of our American-made products. We find they're as functional as they're fun. Duke Cannon's Patriot Collection is $22. Yes, there really is Budweiser beer in all their products. No, they don't actually smell like beer, but they do smell like cedarwood. Great American beer soaps designed to emulate the Folds of Honor limited edition Budweiser cans, also available by Duke Cannon made with Budweiser beer. Great American beer bomb and their Great American beard oil, $15. Also, this, I love this, their body wash, thick stuff smells like manhood. I use it for date night. It's spectacular. Paula loves it too. Create your own Father's Day bundle with an assortment of the following three and get a fourth product free. They're big-ass bricks of soap. They're bloody knuckles, hand repair bomb, solid colognes, and proper colognes. Remember, Duke Cannon partners with active-duty military to develop new ideas and review products. Anything that doesn't meet their high standards doesn't happen. So when you're using Duke Cannon's Great American Beer Soap to clean up, know that you're putting your best face forward. Don't be surprised if you start humming the national anthem. Visit DukeCannon.com. Use promo code Bongino for 10% off your entire order. Free shipping with orders over $20. A range of Duke Cannon's men's premium products are also available at your local Target. Smell like manhood and victory today. DukeCannon.com. Use promo code Bongino. All right, Joe, let's go. Put my premium collection here away. I got beer stuff. I got stuff all over the place today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this defund the police movement is quite possibly the dumbest, most suicidal idea I've ever heard in American history. But I don't put stupid ideas past liberals. Matter of fact, they pride themselves on them. Now, Before we get to the content, in case you think I'm making this up, that they want to actually defund and remove police departments from some cities in America, I'm going to play their actual sound from people in charge. A Minneapolis city council member where they have a veto-proof Democrat majority that have actually voted for this. I'm going to play her sound in a minute. But I want to be clear on something about this defund the police because I don't want to start Monday on a macabre down note because I know a lot. I get your emails. I read your emails. I sympathize and empathize with you. Many of you are saying this in your communications with me and Paula. You're saying, Dan, it's over. Country's lost. Defund the police. We've got economic unconstitutional lockdowns going on. You know, you had job losses. Folks, I get it. Despair, sadly, is everywhere. And I'm not here to give you a Pollyanna-ish, there's not going to be a fight ahead. Don't worry. Everything's going to be peaches and cream, folks. That's not me. But I am here to tell you this. On a positive note, everything, ladies and gentlemen, everything runs in cycles. Everything. I said this to Joe before the show because he was depressed about it too. Not not kidding. We have long Mm -hmm. conversations before the show as we're getting the technical stuff up. And I said, Joe, I've seen this before. If you grew up in New York City in the 70s and 80s, you know what street and urban chaos looks like because you were there turnstile jumping, everything from 
graffiti to property crimes to murder assaults, thousands of homicides a year in New York City. Thousands. Thousands of people murdered in America's largest city, New York. Graffiti everywhere. Petty theft everywhere. Public urination, drunkenness, you name a crime, rapes, assaults, murders, gang violence, everywhere. Eventually, ladies and gentlemen, that crime hit home. When enough people, tragically, sadly, had their cars broken into, their daughters and sons robbed on the way to school, their daughters and sons tragically killed by drug dealers on corners. When enough people had that hit them in the gut and it came home and visited them at their house and that Grim Reaper was knocking on their door. Eventually, ladies and gentlemen, all the politics stopped. They had hit the natural valley, the trough, and they'd had enough. They didn't vote for Giuliani because he was a Republican. A lot of Democrats voted for Giuliani, who, of course, took over the mayorship from David Dinkins in the middle of the chaos. They voted for Rudy Giuliani because he was was a United States attorney known for law and order. The Republican label meant very little to people. I say that, ladies and gentlemen, because we're hitting that bottom now. And liberalism is nice and cute to talk about until liberalism castrates you, kicks you in the teeth. I've been talking to Paul this week, and there's a, you ever seen the movie Black Hawk Down, folks? I know I always get these pop culture references wrong, but I'm yeah. sure about this one. I've seen that movie. Yeah, it's a great it. movie. You've seen it. Yeah. Terrific. But I've seen it probably close to 30 times. Portions of it probably close to 100 times. Mm. And I had the distinct pleasure when I was in the Secret Service of going to kind of a... Um, a briefing, a, like a hot wash kind of briefing afterwards with Matt Eversman, who was one of the uh, the chalk sergeants who was there in the Black Hawk. He's a character played by Josh Hartnett. And uh, he was amazing. And there's a scene in that movie where one of the Delta guys is talking to the Josh Hartnett, uh, Matt Eversman character. And um, he asks the Delta Force operator, Hartnett, he says, listen, uh, you know, what do you think about us being here, you know, in Somalia? And the Delta guy turns to him and he says... You know what I think? Nobody gives a damn what I think. <laughs> I think is when those bullets come flying your way, all those politics and S word, that all goes out the window. What does it have to do with what I'm talking about? It's everything. When the bullets start coming your way, your neighborhood descends into complete chaos. Drug dealers, the mob, organized crime. And potential terror groups move to your city because there'll be no policing. Your businesses get looted and robbed. God forbid there's a terror attack. Organized mobs start shaking you down for tribute, money. Cartels start taking over the sanitation industry. You know the sanitation industry? You know why that was a big deal in New York? You're like, the sanitation, what the hell is that doing, mm-hmm. Dan? You know why the sanitation industry was a big deal? Ladies and gentlemen, if you own a business, do you pull garbage cans out to the curb like you do in your house? Of course you don't. You have industrial-sized waste containers outside. Private companies in New York, companies all have to have contracts. The sanitation department doesn't pick that stuff up. Private companies do. The mob own that. Oh, you want a business? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you need sanitation. I've got a suggestion. I remember Mr. T was one of the companies. I'm not suggesting they had mob time. I'm just saying that was one of the companies we used in the bagel store I worked in. But they'd come in, the mobsters would come in, and they'd say, hey, I suggest you use Joey Bag of Donuts sanitation. Mm. No, no, um, it's okay. We're going to go Mr. T and said, I don't think that's a good idea. I think Joey Bag of Donuts sanitation is a really good idea. It's going to be 5000 a month. Uh, but Mr. T's 100 a month. I think this is a better deal for you. You picking up what I'm putting down? Joe, God forbid your place burned down. Yeah, boy. I don't know how that would happen. You know, God forbid some people came in and shook down your place with guns on a center. I'm not saying we would do that, Joey Bag of Donuts Sanitation. Wink and a nod. I'm just saying you should probably use our sanitation company, which was pretty much every business in New York. You like that? You like getting shaken down? Defund your cops. Go right ahead. 
Do you think the evil in men's hearts that's been around since the beginning of time has all of a sudden disappeared because you made some kind of flowery talk? Folks, I cannot emphasize this enough. Liberalism is cutesy in in, in the esoteric, non-real world. And as I was explaining to Armacost, you know, they get away with this all the time. They can hike taxes, crush the economy. You know what they do in the media? They just use the media to say, Ronald Reagan did it. Mm. What do you mean? You guys hike taxes and the economy collapsed. Reagan's been dead. It doesn't matter. Reagan and the media, because they're morons, parrots it. And that's how Democrats avoid accountability. You may say, well, Dan, why is this going to not? Why would it just not happen again? Crime rates will spike. They'll go through the roof and they'll just blame the Republicans. They'll try. But when the bullet comes your through your front window, God forbid. That's not so easy anymore, folks. You can blame Reagan and blame Bush and blame Trump for your local problems and your Democrat cities and the media will help. But when that problem punches you in the stomach, you're going to start demanding accountability. You're going to talk about systemic problems and you better start asking what system is causing your problems. And that system is the cancer and curse of liberalism, which is a forest fire that burns down everything it touches. All right, here's an absolutely ridiculous interview. Even like the hapless Allison Camerata at CNN, who I has done more to promote the Spygate hoax than anyway. She's at CNN. Even she can't believe this. She's interviewing in this video we have here. I got two cuts from it. Mm-hmm. She's interviewing Lisa Bender from the Minneapolis City Council, who they have voted to defund their police department. This is not a joke anymore. This is about to hit home to the good citizens of Minneapolis. Camerata is interviewing her and she's asking basic questions here like, well, who are you going to call if there's a crime? Uh, Freaking Ghostbusters? I mean, who are you going to call? Check this out. Community is what's driving the city council's announcement yesterday. And now the hard work begins for us to rebuild systems that really work to keep all of our communities safe. But to be clear, you're not talking about reform. The word dismantle is intentionally different than reform. This is more than reform. This is dismantling. I mean, activists who support this are calling this a police free future. Yeah, and you know, a lot of us were asked if we could imagine a future without police back in 2017 when we were running for office. And I answered yes to that question. Again, just please, to the libs, tell me I'm making this up. That that woman's beyond liberal. That's, That's a total radical right there. That's an anarchist right there. But please, again, tell me I'm making this quote from her. That's a quote for now. Granted, we did cut her. She goes on to explain how, well, it may not happen right now. And we're still working on a long-term plan. She clearly says, no, no, this is what we're talking about. Defunding the police in a police free future. If it's not manipulated to make a different point, only for time and not manipulated at all, just cut for time. Mm-hmm. They are actively talking about cutting off your police department completely. Now, folks, I got another cut from her again, because then Allison Camerata follows up with the, you know, who are you going to call question? Who are you going to call when, when this happens? When you get a crime? She has no legitimate answer for this at all. But before I get to that, you know, it's understandable. I, you know, I, I don't do what you do. You don't do what I do. And although many of my listeners are cops, many aren't. Or, and many don't have experience with law enforcement. And there's a general assumption out there, I think, about law enforcement. It's not bad, but... People know what they know about law enforcement from what friends have told them, from what you know you see in movies and reading books. Right. What really happens in law enforcement, however, and what the liberals have no answer for here at all, is let me tell you what a routine night looks like. And I want to ask you this. I'm talking about for a police officer when I was on the job. And I want you to think about, as I'm talking about each of these scenarios, when you dial 911, if we don't show up for these calls, I'm gonna then who does? Terrorism cases. No, Dan, that doesn't happen. Really? Because I investigated one as a Secret Service agent in the Long Island Melville Field Office of the Secret Service. They were selling untacked cigarettes and sending the proceeds to a terror group overseas. My gosh, that was happening on Long Island. One of the guys was. Who, who shows up when the person who tipped me off 
I can't say who, obviously. When the person that tipped me off about that case, hey, this guy may be involved with Middle Eastern terror groups, untaxed cigarettes and things. Who, 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 who shows up? I'm just asking, who, who U.S. military? I thought you didn't like that either. Who, who shows up? And you may say, well, that's a dramatic example. Okay, um, fair enough, dramatic, but real. Um, who shows up when you have a gang problem in your neighborhood? When gangs, the Crips, the Bloods, the Latin Kings, we had a problem with them in the 7-5 Priest when I was a cop. Threatening kids as they walk on their way to school. Who, who do you call if you're a parent? Who do you you have an answer for that? I mean, are you not obligated to provide an answer to parents who they don't, you know, they don't have the luxury to get their kid an Uber to go to school. Every Their kids walk to school at eight, nine years old through dangerous neighborhoods. Who's going to protect those kids? God forbid they have to call 911. Who shows up? Who, who the Avengers? The Justice League? Who, sh- who shows up? People from Krypton? Maybe to use the mob example, who shows up when they come in your store and tell you Joey Bag of Donuts sanitation? Who, who shows up for that? Who, who, who? The social workers show up? Who shows up on EDPs? What's EDPs? EDPs were cases, yes. This is a typical night in law enforcement where you get maybe not terrorism every night, gang problems every night. Who shows up when you get an EDP run, as we call it? Radio run. Hey, 7-5 King. EDP, whatever, Sutter in Pennsylvania. EDP was an emotionally disturbed person. Some of them dangerous, some of them not. Some of them barricaded, some of them threatening people. Some of them peaceful, just uh, psychopathological issues. Who shows up? You call 911, there's a guy outside of your house, naked, high on drugs with a knife in his hand. Who, who shows up for the EDP? Batman? And flash the bat signal? Your Democrat friends going to show up? Your liberal friends? Antifa going to show up? What about Black Lives Matter? Are they going to show up? Who, who shows who show, you thought that through? Who shows up? Who shows up for aided cases? You know what aided cases are? Aided, meaning provide aid to someone? Probably about 20% of my night on a given night when I was uh, on patrol in the 7-5 precinct. Guy falls, is drunk or whatever, cracks his head in the sidewalk. I'm like, oh, damn, well, EMS shows up for that. Yeah, yeah, who do you think protects EMS? Us. Who do you think calls the bus? EMS, we call the central, we need a bus. The cops show up first. Who do you think secures the firemen when they're in a dangerous neighborhood putting out a fire set by the bad guys? You think that, I love firemen. They have a very dangerous job, terrifying. It's not enough. Don't take this the wrong way. They are as brave as I'm running into fires. God bless you. Fire terrifies me. But they don't carry firearms. Who do you think protects the fire? Oh, you didn't know that? You didn't know the cops provide the security perimeter? Of course you didn't because you're a liberal. And your brain is six feet thick of mush and five feet of vibranium-coated lead. Who do you think protects the EMT on the corner in the dangerous gang-ridden area? When he's serving a, a, a patient on the corners, God forbid, as a gunshot. Who do you, who do you think? Who do you, oh, oh, you didn't know the cops did that? Oh, you thought Antifa did that? Let me throw in one final one. Who's going to respond to the homicide investigations or the missing child cases? Oh, you didn't know who the social workers got? Listen, I love social workers. I did my graduate work in psychology. They do a lot of good stuff. Not a knock on you. The social worker is going to do the homicide investigation? What about the missing cases? That was about twice a week. You may say, Dan, all those kids were missing. Listen, a lot of it was just the girlfriend or boyfriend running away from home at 16 and they showed up a few hours later. Some of it wasn't. Who's going to do that investigation? 911, my daughter's missing. Uh, hold on, we're going to get a social worker over there. 911, we have a potential homicide, a dead body in front of us. Hold on, hold on. Let's get Aquaman. He talks to the fishes, you know. Maybe he can swim in a puddle and get some of the guppies in there to help you. I mean, what kind of insanity is this? Now, again, you think I'm making this up that they haven't thought any of this through. These liberal lunatics. Here's part two of that interview, where again, Camerata, who's been totally clueless on every other issue at CNN, asks a simple question like, 
Well, who are you going to call somebody breaks in your house? Listen to the answer. Check this out. Do you understand that the word dismantle or police free also makes some people nervous? For instance, what if in the middle of the night my home is broken into? Who do I call? Yes, I mean, I, I hear that loud and clear from a lot of my neighbors. And I know, and, and myself too, and I know that that comes from a place of privilege because for those of us for whom the system is working, I think we need to step back and imagine what it would feel like to already live in that reality where calling the police may mean more harm. This is, I Paula listened to this before the show as I was over on the other side in our like green room there fixing up my greasy face for the show to put some mattifier so I don't shine all over you. And she's like, I, 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 I don't even know what to say to this. So break-ins, expecting your house not to be breaking is a sign of priv- privilege. This is, these aren't my words. Folks, this is insanity. This is insanity. They have no answer for what is going to happen to you. Make no mistake, if they defund the police, they have no answer for this. I'm telling you right now, people will die. Kids will die. Teenagers will die. Adults will die. Your property will be unsafe. Your house will be unsafe. Gangs will fill the void. Mobsters will fill the void, not be filled by gangs. Gangs and mobsters will shoot at each other and kill each other. Like they did in the pink houses versus the Lincoln Towers when I was a cop and there was gang wars breaking out. And then terrorists will get the message that they are free to develop cells in Minneapolis because, of course, there's no police to stop them. But don't you worry. Don't you just go right ahead, Libs. Don't ever forget that you watch that movie Black Hawk Down, you'll see that line differently now. You know what I think? When the bullets start flying, all that politics and stuff, that goes out the window. But when the bullets, God forbid, start flying in your neighborhood, all that liberal BS you've been telling us about for years, I promise you, you're going to dump that like a hot potato. You'll have your own Rudy Giuliani in less than a year. Let me make one final request here, too. And I'm not kidding. Those people in these cities are our citizens, too. It's one country. It's, it's tough and it's strange, but it's one country. There are a lot of good people that are being subjected to this nonsense who know it's nonsense. But if you're not one of those people and you're one of those, I don't know, 25, 30, 45% of Minneapolis city residents who are voting for this and love this, do not move to my town. When your city becomes Gotham and falls apart, we'll make Gotham look like romper room. Don't you dare move to my city and vote that garbage in here. My city down here is safe. We have law-abiding citizens that care about their town, their God, their people, and their police officers, and the sheriff. We're not interested in your garbage. I can't tell you what to do. It's a free country. I'm asking you with humility and the greatest of non-respect, don't come to my town. We don't want you or your stupid defund the police nonsense here. You will literally get people killed. You live with the consequences of your own decision. Please, all I can do is ask. Unlike you, I actually believe in freedom. If I was a liberal, I'd say we'd have people like locked up in their cities. That's what they do. They love the police thing. All right, I got a lot more to get to, including I'm going to just get to some higher level stuff on this too. Interesting article the Wall Street Journal I read today. Hey, today's show also brought to you by our friends at GenuCell. Ladies and gentlemen, GenuCell, they've been a sponsor for a long time. Summer's finally here. A summer like no other in so many ways. And Chamonix celebrating with a sale like no other right now. Get their classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness and the jawline treatment, and Chamonix will double your order free. You probably saw me on Fox yesterday with puffiness under my eyes. It's because I didn't use this stuff. Do you notice that in one of the weekend shows? I have to use it. I get real puffy underneath there. Yes, you got a TV. You got to look like you're together. Whether you're staying home, going back to work, or connecting remotely with your loved ones and coworkers, now is the, sign, the time to say goodbye to puffiness, dark spots, and crow's feet, and firm up the delicate skin around the jawline and neck area. Your next Zoom or FaceTime will feel better guaranteed. You get compliments or simply get 100% of your money back. It's time for you to emerge strong, positive, confident, and beautiful. Order GenuCell now and Chamonix will double your order free. Go to GenuCell.com, enter my special discount code at checkout, Dan30, that's Dan30, for an instant coupon of $30 off your orders. Big savings. And for results in minutes, the GenuCell immediate effects is also free plus free shipping. 
Get double your order free now. All orders today are upgraded to free priority shipping. Go to genucel.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. That's genucel.com. Check them out. Appreciate Genucel sponsoring the show. All right. Folks, again, it, things are cyclical, and I don't want you to be too down on this Monday. We are going to hit a bottom, and we are going to come back. We had the Dark Ages, then the Victorian era, uh, era, then the French Revolution, back to chaos, then the Magna Carta. I mean, even in New York, I saw it myself. You have to hit rock bottom. But to hit rock bottom, it has to hit you at home. Sadly, it's going to. And people are going to be hurt, looted, robbed, and otherwise. And I wish and I pray that's not the case. But when it hits people at home, you'll hit that bottom. And people will start to realize the insanity of what they believed in. Remember, the chaos of the late 60s and 70s was followed by the greatest run for the conservative movement in modern times, the Ronald Reagan era. It all comes in cycles. We will come back. I know it. I'm sure of it. I'm absolutely sure of it. If I didn't believe it, I wouldn't say it on this show. We just have to hit a bottom first. And we may be getting there soon. May. And I know some of you will dispute that, but I'm going to stay an optimist here. What else do we got? There's an interesting article in the Wall Street Journal about this movement towards chaos as well that I really think is worth your time. Um, it's by uh, Mary, Mary Anastasio Grady, who writes about South America and Central American issues all the time. It's called The Culture Wars and the Street Roars, where she talks about Gramsci, the Italian economist, uh, and Western values as a barrier to power. Now, without getting too um, deep into the weeds on this, she makes an interesting point that we've made. Joe, I don't know if you remember this, but we were talking about this in my basement five, six years ago when we started this show. Well, one of the shows we did, uh, uh, we did, and it became kind of an evergreen topic on my show is we get this question from liberals all the time. I mean, excuse me, from people about liberals all the time. And it's, you know, why, 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 why the constant battle against things that seem like universal goods? Why do liberals, you know, hate religion, organize religion and the family so much? Well, ladies and gentlemen, to simplify it, and kind of the essence of this piece uh, uh, Miss O'Grady writes about in the Wall Street Journal is the obstacle to state power, what liberals want, full state power. The state will rule your life, the economy, your health care, everything. What are the obstacles to state power present in the United States that has not been present all around the world? The choke point has been the Judeo-Christian work ethic and the attachment to organized religion in the United States. People who fled religious oppression came here. There was something in their gene code. They weren't going to tolerate uh, oppression. From, uh, people from all over the world, by the way, came here to get away from what they felt was an overly broad uh, foot of government on their necks. Whether it was religion, their economic life, or whatever it was, there's a, some kind of freedom gene. People who leave to come here. That attachment to objective values and big R God-given rights in the family, the left can't have that. Because think about it, ladies and gentlemen, if the state is to hold all of the discretionary power, you have the ability to take your business, take your life, take your health care system, take your kids' education to indoctrinate you, then to do that, they have to treat people unfairly. In other <laughs> words, if I'm going to engage in a war on the rich, People who earn money in a free society and did nothing wrong and broke no laws in the process, I have to treat them differently and I have to treat others, right? I right. have to steal their money. Right. I can't steal their money if you have a set of people who believe in Judeo-Christian values that are taught stealing is wrong. You can't take people's stuff if they did nothing wrong. You can incentivize them to be charitable. You can, you can enact government regulations that prevent theft and unethical behavior. But if people work hard and earn money and become wealthy in the but you can't steal from them. The same thing with things like abortion. If you believe in the Bible and Judeo-Christian values and I knew you in the womb, that's an immutable right to life. There is no pro-abortion position you'll support. The left knows this. They have to detach people from religion and family and God because that is an objective North Star that doesn't change. And to have state power remove all of that and to be the ultimate force in people's life, not religion and not family, that's competition for them. You can't have big R God-given rights. Stealing's wrong. Well, there's always an exception for them. Mm -hmm. Not if we steal from rich people. Well, you know, people have a right to life. Only three weeks after they're born. The womb, no, no, that's not a human being. That's a clump of cells and stuff or whatever. You can't have a right to self-defense. You can't have any of that. God gets in the way. Well, from the piece, 
she talks about how, you know, they understood this. And she's talking about the organized blitz, quote, on the property of innocent people. It's appalling. She talks about the example in Chile, though, in Chile, where they had this problem where the organizers understood the middle class was going to get in the way because they had a lot to lose. She said Chileans in the same situation with this rioting and, and, uh, and uh, aggression, civil unrest, remained remarkably passive. Undoubtedly, the national indoctrination, as Gramsci advised, is well underway. The thought police patrol streets and social justice media to scorn and silence their opponents as reactionaries. They morally justify the violence as necessary to overthrow their repressors. The U.S. is not so far gone. There have been reports of peaceful demonstrators who at their own peril acted to stop the destruction of property and assaults on the police. The bad news is that the drip, drip, drip of an intellectual narrative aimed at destroying Western values and publicly shaming anyone who resists the ideological corrosion at the top is here to stay. Let me translate that for you. You are going to be bullied into submission if you dare call out the wrongs that are going on right now because those wrongs are used to justify state power. Remember what I told you. Why does the left hate God, religion, and family? Because families and God teach their kids don't destroy other people's property and burn their buildings down. The left needs this chaos to get the middle class scared enough, to get the middle class frightened enough. They need this chaos. That's why they have their shock troops in Antifa. They need to scare them enough for systemic change to get them to be willing to do things they wouldn't ordinarily be willing to do. Turn over everything to the government. Everything. So in order to silence any dissenters who say, hey, I don't know if this is a good idea burning people's buildings down. They're using social media and bullying. You're just reaction. You don't know what you're talking about. These people, this is the corporate elite. They've been, they've been stealing from you forever. This is what's going to happen, and we're seeing it now as the intelligentsia takes over. You doubt me? This Washington Examiner article. The New York Times, which still shockingly pretends to be a newspaper, actually fired, and one of them resigned, Basically, the entire leadership of their opinion page for running an op-ed piece by a U.S. Senator, Tom Cotton, about bringing order to the streets, potentially using the U.S. military if things were to get bad. Caitlin, uh, what's her name? I'm sorry, I can't say the last name. Um, New York Times opinion editor resigns after controversy over Tom Cotton piece. The story will be in the show notes today. Bongino.com slash newsletter if you want to subscribe to the show notes. The New York Times, which the opinion page, opinion page, opinions, published an opinion by a prominent United States senator, not some backbencher, Tom Cotton from Arkansas, who merely suggested that the military was a tool if, God forbid, the civil unrest was to get worse. They pulled the op-ed and basically terminated the staff and the other ones resigned. The left is bullying you into calling up, down, black, white, left, right, telling you two plus two equals five. It's Orwellian. Remember what the, 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 the Souza Dinesh said in the interview, the chapter in Orwell's book where it wasn't good enough to get people to believe two plus two equals five, but they wanted them to believe it too. No dissenting opinions will be allowed, ladies and gentlemen. This is where we're going. That the New York Times still pretends to be a newspaper is, is tragically hilarious. Now, even when you speak the truth, media people are now attempting to gaslight from known truths. They will not let you see the truth. Rioting is wrong. Looting is wrong. Attacks on people is wrong. The media will apologize for these people because they need the shock troops to, induct, to in, uh, induce such a sense of chaos that you're willing to do things and forfeit things to the government you wouldn't be willing to do in peaceful times. Remember, the middle class that believes in God and family will always be... Go back to the Mary Anastasia O'Grady piece. The Chileans understood that. The revolutionaries there. The middle class were always going to be an obstacle. 
They had a lot to lose. They had jobs, families, homes. They believed in a God that didn't let them steal and burn things down. You have to frighten these middle-class people to death into forfeiting everything over to the government. How do they do that? They control the media and anyone who speaks out and says, this is wrong, we shouldn't be doing this, will be silenced and bullied to death. And even in the face of truth, the media will question truth and get you to believe two plus two equals five. Maybe burning down buildings is wrong. Here's an example. This is an interview uh, CBS conducted with Attorney General Bill Barr. These clips are long, but they're worth your time because it shows you how the media can't accept even basic facts. Ladies and gentlemen, I do not recommend the use of the military on our streets now. I don't. Unless there is a tragic situation where there's no other alternative, I don't recommend that. I've been crystal clear. I think it's a really bad idea. Having said that, the ability of the President of the United States to deploy the United States military and the National Guard, both, on our streets during civil unrest and emergencies is, is indoctrinated into the law. It's called the Insurrection Act of 1807. Nobody quite, if you even read it, it's clear as day. This reporter at CBS can't accept that. She's interviewing Bill Barr, who's been great on this, and she's just sitting there trying to gaslight you, pretending like this isn't real. Check this one out. I think our position was common, uh, which was that they should only de be deployed if, as a last resort, uh, and that we didn't think we would need them. Every, I think everyone was on the same page. Do you think that the president has the authority to unilaterally send in active duty troops if the governors oppose it? Oh, absolutely. The, under the uh, Anti-Insurrection Act, uh, the, the, the president can use regular troops uh, to suppress rioting. The, Confederate, the Confederacy in our country opposed the use of federal troops to restore order and suppress an insurrection. So the federal government sometimes doesn't listen to governors in some circumstances. <laughs> the last time that this has happened was the L.A. riots in 1992 when the governor of California asked for active duty troops. That's You're right. saying your understanding and the law as you interpret it and would support is that the president has the ability to put active duty troops on American streets, even if governors object? It's happened numerous times, and the answer to that is yes. I, you, is, is this woman a dunce? So you're saying that your interpretation, there's no interpretation. The Insurrection Act of 1807, reading from my phone right here, it could have taken her two minutes to read it. Empowers the President of the United States, I believe that's President Trump, um, last time I checked, to deploy U.S. military and federalized National Guard troops within the United States in particular circumstances, such as to suppress civil disorder, insurrection, and rebellion. Hmm. Even the hacks at Wikipedia got that right. Clownopedia. They couldn't get it. You have to quote right from the statute. I don't read anything in there about needing a governor's permission. See, but that's not what the woman is about. The media alleged journalist in this interview. She's trying to paint the image again that Trump is doing something unusual and extra legal and extra constitutional. That he's usurping powers he doesn't have. It's right there. So you're saying your interpretation of it. No, no, I'm just telling you that's the law. Did you read it? Go to Clownopedia and just read it. Even your lefty Clownopedia people got it right. Again, this is Orwellian. You can read it clear as day that two plus two equals four. Empowers the president, deploy the, uh, the U.S. military for insurrection, rebellion, and emergencies. No, no, no. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. It, it, it says... Uh, well, I mean, did she eat like a, a marijuana brownie before this interview? You're saying that's your interpretation of it. No, I'm saying that's how it reads. But again, this is the media's two plus two equals five. Trying to disconnect you from the realities of what are happening right now to confuse you and create total chaos. Here, this interview goes on. This is a little long again. The president, again, has to be painted as a tyrant all the time, despite the fact that he's been committed to law and order in this from the start. 
The walk outside of the White House, which I strongly support, taking back that street. I have inside information from my friends that it was devastating what was going on there. That street was going to be cleared. Remember the president walked out in front of the church that had been, they attempted to burn it down the night before. Everybody remembers that, Mm -hmm. right, Joe? You saw it. You bet. President walked out there, took back control of those streets. Of course, the media narratives, this was all just done for a photo op. Quick on the split, including that uh, dipstick at Washington Examiner, that Jay Caruso. I got a secret service. Yeah, okay, Jay, the hard pass. Whatever told you that is totally fudging the numbers on that. He has no inside story at all. That whole thing had been going on for a while. The walk was totally, he has no idea what an OTR is, by the way, off the record movement, none. They claim to, but they don't. Here's what really happened with that walk outside of the White House and the clearing of the street that had descended into chaos the day before. Here's Barr dismantling the media's stupid narrative. Check this out. 750 uh, officers hurt in the last week. One-fifth of those have been in Washington, D.C. Most of those have been federal officers at Lafayette Park. On Sunday, things reached a crescendo. The officers were pummeled with bricks. Crowbars were used to pry up the uh, the pavers at the park, and they were hurled at police. There were fires uh, set in not only St. John's Church, but a historic building at Lafayette was burned down. These were things that looters did. Not looters. These were these were the the, the violent rioters who were uh, dominated uh, Lafayette Park. But what I'm they asking broke about into is the on Treasury Monday, Department. when it was a peaceful I'm, I'm, protest. Let me let me get to this because this has been totally obscured by the media. They broke into the Treasury Department and uh, they were injuring police. Uh, That night, Sunday night, Sunday night, the park police prepared a plan to clear 8th Street and put a, a larger perimeter around the White House so they could build a more permanent fence on Lafayette. This is something you approved on Sunday night? No. The park police on their own on, on Sunday night, determined this was the proper approach. When I came in Monday, it was clear to me that we did have to increase the perimeter on that side of Lafayette Park and push it out one block. That decision was made by me in the morning. It was communicated to all the police agencies, including the Metropolitan Police, at 2 p.m. that day. The, the effort was to move the perimeter one block. And it had to be done when we had enough people in place to achieve that. And that decision, as I say, was communicated to the police at 2 p.m. The operation was run by the park police. Mm -hmm. The park police uh, was facing what they considered to be a very uh, rowdy and and non-compliant crowd. And there were projectiles being hurled at the police. And at that point, it was not to respond. On Monday, you're saying there were projectiles. Yes, they were. As I'm saying. Three of my colleagues were there. Yeah. They did not see projectiles being thrown. I was there. When I was happened. there. They were thrown. I saw them thrown. Ladies and gentlemen, I have emails, texts, DMs, Facebook messages from probably 10, 20, 30 people who were there as well, who can absolutely assure you that the situation was descending into chaos there. They were asked to leave multiple times, did not comply. But again, the media will tell you, no, no, my colleagues were there and told you two plus two equals five. Sure, sure. Career agents and law enforcement people who have no political bone to pick at all are telling me the situation was descending into total chaos in Lafayette Park and in front of the White House. But don't worry, a 19-year-old journalist intern with a degree in Middle Eastern basket weaving from East Tuna Fish University, their law enforcement, they didn't see anything. Sergeant Schultz style. The media is all in on it, folks. We're in a post-truth era. <sighs> Unbelievable. All right, let me get to my final sponsor. I, wanna, I, got a, I got a couple other really, the revenge of the swamp is coming around through. The Bushies are back. And Colin Powell, Joe, Colin Powell's not endorsing. Colin Powell hasn't endorsed a Republican president yeah. uh, since Abraham Lincoln. I mean, <laughs> yeah. seriously, yeah. this is a story? That let me know when Colin Powell endorses a Republican. That'll be a news story. I got that coming up in a second. Finally, today's show brought to you by our friends at 
Omaha Steaks. Listen, right now, Omaha Steaks is offering our listeners a variety of amazing packages. We had this last night. It was delicious. I had sirloins. They were fantastic. My brother had the burgers. They were delicious. They're perfect to send a dad for Father's Day. Thank you for the mug, by the way, Omaha Steaks. Really appreciate it. So we're going to have to drink some. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, I got one. They sent me one. You see that? You'll see all the great options available at Omaha Steaks. Many include free shipping and a free one-pound package of the perfectly cured, incredibly thick Applewood smoked steak cut bacon. This food is delicious. There's no better gift for Father's Day right now. There are many packages available, perfect for dad. They're all ready to be shipped straight to his door in time for Father's Day. Ugh, mouths will be watering everywhere. Omaha Steaks is a variety of Father's Day packages that include their world-famous Omaha Steaks. I ate two of them last night. Slow night for me. I usually eat three. Uh, really. So I had some rice with it, which I rarely do. Naturally aged at least 21 days for tenderness, hand-carved to pure perfection. Their burgers, franks, sausages, and other favorites are perfect for grilling. They have premium poultry and pork. Summer's here, grilling season. Throw this stuff on the grill. They also have easy-to-make side dishes, artisan desserts, and much more. Their seasoning's fantastic, too. Right now, Father's Day packages are ready to order and ready to ship. Many include free shipping and a free pound of their delicious steak-cut bacon. Mouse watering now. Omaha Steaks delivers guaranteed quality and safety with every order. Send dad a gift of food he will love this year for grilling season. Make Father's Day simple this year. Send dad the gift he really wants. My father's getting one. If he's listening, be coming soon, dad. Perfectly aged Omaha Steaks and get free shipping and free steak. Paula's taking a note. <laughs> I saw because she's got to remember to send my dad one with select packages. It's hilarious. I saw her do this. Free shipping, free steak cut bacon with select packages. Visit omahasteaks.com. Type Bongino in the search bar, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, to shop for Father's Day today. That's omahasteaks.com. Type Bongino in the search bar for Father's Day today. Absolutely delicious gift. Guaranteed to please. Check it out. Okay. Uh, where are we now? So, uh, you know, I tried to explain this to you a long time ago. The Daily Caller story, uh, we'll call this the Revenge of the Swamp segment. The Bushies are back. You know, the whole Bush, uh, the, the, the rhino generation of, uh, I have no personal problem with President Bush, by the way. I worked for him and his family. Uh, they were very nice to me. I have absolutely nothing personally negative to say. If I did, I'd keep it to myself anyway. But I don't. I'm being sincere. They were very kind, very nice. And President Bush did some good things. Some of the tax cuts. Um, you know, he really believed in our police officers and our military. A lot of the things he did was awful. I mean, expanded government, uh, you know, healthcare programs that have done nothing to improve healthcare. We had, of course, the dreadful selection of, uh, you know, John Roberts, which was awful. Um, but that happened. And they weren't really, at some points in the presidency, the, the best kind of conservatives we wanted. Well, they're not happy with President Trump, ladies and gentlemen, the Bushies, and importantly, uh, Colin Powell. Listen. Colin Powell has a decorated history in the military. I'm not here to challenge that. That would be ridiculous. I did not serve in the military. It's not my position to challenge that. But again, as I've said about Bob Mueller, as I've said about Jim Mattis and others, thank you for your service. Sincerely, heartfelt. That does not create an immunity process where the rest of the decisions you make for the rest of your life, some potentially very damaging to the country and the institutions we love, where you get a free pass because you served in the military rather heroically at times. That's not how this works. No one gives me that pass. Not comparing my service there. I'm just saying no one ever says, oh, don't worry. He was a cop and an agent. Forget that. Nobody ever. So Colin Powell, Daily Caller article. Again, be in the show notes by the great Scott Moorfield. We love his pieces over there. Colin Powell, I cannot in any way support President Trump this year. All right, folks. Let me tell you one what's going on. And two, let's go to here's let's go to one first. What's going on and how this is not unusual, folks. You have to understand that the way the swamp works. Donald Trump is not a bull in a china shop; he is a T Rex in a china shop. Like his style or not, up to you. That's why we have elections. He has shaken up everything. He's asking questions of our intelligence establishment. Frankly, he's asking questions about our military alignment. You saw what happened this weekend with Germany. We're going to be potentially removing thousands of troops from Germany. He's asking questions. What are we doing there? Why aren't the Germans paying for their own defense? Is it a fair? You may not agree with the answers. Fair enough. But it is perfectly fair to ask the question, especially sure. if it's your kid. Sure. Perfectly fair. Trump is asking questions nobody's asked. No, no, we can't leave Germany. Why not? The Germans aren't over here. Oh, we have to fight communism on the front lines. Was well, that the best way to do it? What about Poland? Nobody wants to hear this. 
Now you may say, okay, so Dan, they just don't like his ideas. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. It's not that the Bushies, because a couple of apparently Bush family members have come out and said now, not publicly, but behind the scenes. I shouldn't say come out and say, I want to be precise. Behind the scenes, it's rumored Bush family members are not going to support President Trump. They're going to support Biden. Powell's just been open at it. By the way, Powell hasn't endorsed the Republican president. He endorsed Obama, I think, twice. So I'm not even, forget Powell. He, you know, let me know when he endorses a Republican. That'll be a news story. It's not just that they disagree with President Trump's T-Rex in a China shop approach. They're invested in it, ladies and gentlemen. There are people in the D.C. swamp, in think tanks, in consulting firms, in lobbying businesses, who have spent decades, I'm not kidding, when I ran for office, it disgusted me. Disgusted me. I was in this place one time, I'll remain named, I can't even tell you how many people, when they thought I'd win that congressional race, how many people who wouldn't give me the time of day came up to me and were like, hey, buddy, hey, buddy. I gave him the heave-ho. One guy called me and left me a nasty voicemail, nearly cussing at me. I'm not used to having my calls not return. Well, get used to it now because I didn't return yours, daddy-o. I was at a funeral when he left that message. Not kidding. Up in New York. Understand, it's not that they disagree with Trump. They do. They have built their entire financial house, their connections, and their power on influencing these policies that have failed that Trump is questioning. He's questioning everything. Everything. Regulatory infrastructure, military commitments overseas. The John Bolton types are invested in conflict everywhere. They have jobs where they put white papers, white papers that have been cited by people they've been paid fortunes for that have said, we have to have 30,000 troops in Germany. Any less and there'll be a nuclear war tomorrow. Their credibility goes out the window when someone goes, you sure about that? Where'd you get that number? Again, I'm not arguing the policy. It may be legitimate. I'm simply suggesting you Trump is asking the very idea that he's asking questions and shaking up the D.C. swamp is disturbing people's power structure through their network of connections to influence policy and their financial future where they're paid for their advice that Trump isn't taking. There's a reason the Bushies and Powell and these other insiders, Bolton, are turning on Trump. It has nothing to do with his tweets. Nothing. They'll say that. It has everything to do with the act of him asking questions that have previously been considered sacrosanct, axiomatic, tautological truths. You can't question why we're in Germany. Well, why not? Because you can't. We've had troops there forever. South Korea, too. Dare you ask that question? Trade war with China to take back our intellectual power? You can't do that. They're in the WTO. I wrote a paper on that. I got paid 100K for that. I've got a consultant advising the WTO now on government policy and nobody's listening to him. So we got to get rid of Trump. So people listen to him so I can seem powerful. Don't do first order thinking like liberals. The swamp is attacking the Bushies, the Powells and the Boltons because there's a financial and personal prestige stake here. It's not because this is principled. Don't fall into that trap. Oh, they just disagree about his tweets. Seriously? Give me a break. <sighs> All right. I'm turning the page. If you hear the paper rustling on the audio. All right. You know, it's been a big day. Yep. All right. I'm going to have to get to some other stuff tomorrow. I'm, I, I, can I make one quick point before I get this by? I forgot this before. You know, also, uh, not to track back to the defund the police insanity to triple down on their stupidity. I know you're like, I mean, I just recovered brain cells after listening to that. I forgot to mention one thing. I just want you to bring up to your liberal friends because don't you find this interesting? The same liberals, please ask them this question. If you don't mind, put it on your Facebook, your Twitter, social media platforms elsewhere. I deeply appreciate it. The very same liberals who are saying to you, the Second Amendment no, no, that was a militia, you know, and really, that's really the modern day police force. The police force is going to save you. You don't need a gun. 
Don't you find that odd? Those very same liberals are the one telling you now you don't need a police force. <laughs> There's like a verbal jujitsu there that even the dumbest liberal is going to have a hard time putting out there without being laughed at. You don't need a gun. The cops are there for that. You mean the cops you just voted to defund? Yeah, those cops. <laughs> You'd like to do, you got to like wash the stupidity off with that. Anyone thought that through? Of course you haven't. You're liberals. You don't have to think about anything. All right. I told you I give, I just want to give you some inside baseball about what's going on here too. This is not the, there's, there's no elements to this other than me talking because it was from a couple sources this morning. First, from a very good NYPD source, you know who you are. The NYPD right now, if you are a New York City resident, if you're a resident of any big city in America, what's happening in the NYPD is very important and you should pay close attention. The NYPD is in complete chaos. The NYPD is structured a little different than other police departments. They have a police commissioner a pol who's a, a political appointee. And then they have a police chief. Most departments have a chief or a commissioner, but not both. Yeah. They have two. Hmm. There's a four-star police chief uniform. Then there's a police commissioner. Both the police commissioner, Dermot Shea, and Terry Monahan, the police chief, there are rumors they're both either resigning, have been fired, have resigned, then were fired, were asked to leave and resign. Nobody's really gotten to the bottom line about what's going on here now. The inside baseball is this. And I don't really trust either one of them, by the way. They've made some absurd statements trying to cater to the rage mob, which is you can't. You're a police officer. Law and order. Unbiased law and order is all that matters. It'll be your only message. Supposedly, Shea is ready to walk out the door. Because uh, communist mayor de Blasio has insisted that Shea, who they sat back for three days and let the city burn, when they didn't act law and order, was too tough and that some of the cops were too aggressive. Ladies and gentlemen, this is utter absurdity. The city was allowed to burn for three consecutive nights. Were there isolated incidents they can examine? Of course, they're always going to be. So Shea apparently has had enough of that talk and him and de Blasio are done. Why is that important? Because the next police commissioner you're going to get in there is going to be at the Blasio point, who I'm telling you is going to be probably a left-wing lunatic. There's also talk that the police chief, again, a separate person, Terry Monahan, is resigning or out the door and putting his papers to retire as well. Because despite his pleas, he took a knee with everyone. You, can't, you cannot appease the rage mob. The Blasio is still upset at him. Still upset at him. Again, it's all rage all the time. And then he's done with them too. Folks, why am I warning you here? Because I'm telling you, if this happens, you are going to see NYPD officers at the rank and file level resigning and putting in their papers for retirement in levels you have not seen. And you are going to have a leadership that has been entirely decapitated. You, you're going to be back to Charlie Bronson death wish in New York City in just a couple of weeks if this goes down. It's very serious. Friends of mine are freaking out how bad this is going to get in the NYPD. Secondly, quick, some inside baseball. The Secret Service is facing unprecedented political pressure right now. Folks, we're at a dangerous time. What do I mean? In my 12 years there, I can honestly tell you I've had a lot of fights with local law enforcement management. Not, I don't want to say fights like in a bad way. When you go to do an advance for the Secret Service, you know, wherever you are, New Mexico, Colorado, New York, you need a lot of local police assets. The Secret Service is small. We, can't, we cannot protect the president by ourselves. We need local assets. A lot of these local assets take time and money. There's always a back and forth. Hey, can you give us 200 cops? We'll give you 150. All right, we'll settle on 175. Happens all the time. I have never, though, ever had an issue where I said to a police officer, a police manager, a sergeant, a captain, or even a police chief, Chief, I really need these assets, or I'm convinced the president's going to get hurt. Never where they've tried to bargain me down, ever. Even in the most liberal cities in America, nobody wants the president hurt in their soil up till now. I'm telling you from people, credible people behind the scenes, the Secret Service is getting unprecedented pushback in the D.C. area about fortifying the White House. Unprecedented pushback. The politics involved are going to get someone hurt. 
And ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, if 10 or 20 people decide they're going to storm that place and a fatality or a casualty results, these politicians are the ones to blame. It's not a joke. These aren't fake sources like the New York Times. These are real sources and real people on the ground. Get the politics out of it. I spent two years of my life on a protection detail for Barack Obama, who I disagreed with on virtually every political policy of the day. I had no problem doing that whatsoever. I was proud of my service. Period. The Republic comes first. Stay strong out there, folks. I think we're hitting the bottom soon. I think we're going to rebound and we'll be better for it. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Um, hey, can I mention my book quick here? I'm going to talk about this more tomorrow in relation to a Spygate segment. My new book, Follow the Money, is available now for pre-order. Follow the Money, the shocking deep state connections to the anti-Trump cabal. You're going to love it. The connections here are going to blow your mind. They're connections I promise you haven't heard of before between the impeachment scam, the Spygate hoax, the everything. It's all in one book. It reads like a police file. It's available now on Barnes & Noble and Amazon for pre-order. If you wouldn't mind, please pick it up today. Follow the money, again, by me, Dan Bongino. I would deeply appreciate it. It is now available for pre-order, Barnes & Noble and Amazon. Please check it out. I would deeply appreciate it. Pre-order today. I put a lot of work into it. We are now officially done, and you are going to love it. It makes... Uh, my other two books look like small potatoes. This one took a lot of work. So thanks for your time. I appreciate it, folks. I will see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.